Ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa. And I'm Erica. Oh my God, Erica. I'm so excited to have you on because one, you wrote a book. I did. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm holding it up now, but like our viewers can't see it, but it's yeah. shit. Now what? But very tastefully, you made the I an exclamation point. Because it's not really. <laughs> right. It's not really a swear. I don't know what you people are thinking, but, and it's becoming a new adult. Yes. Yes. So I saw this magical book because one of our previous guests, Akisha, who is your sister-in-law, right? Yes. 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 So she posted on Instagram. I was in a very transitional phase. I was trying to buy, sell a house. I just taken a new job. I was going through imposter syndrome. Okay. I love all these self-help books, which I think we have in common yes. based on how many you reference. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm going to let you say why you wrote this book. Okay. Also, we're going to talk later about you published this book with your own publishing company. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was a roller coaster and train wreck all at the same time. So I wrote the book. So it started off as one thing. I started it off because I had a friend that she lived in girl world and she had all these like random thoughts about what guys, how guys would treat her and things like that and what she thought about that. So I started writing on that topic. But then I was like, well, there are some other things that are just misconceptions and people don't have that I learned and I wish that somebody had told me this before I got to this stage in life. And so I think I'm pretty successful. Yeah. Oh, oh, I would say very successful. When you start talking about six figure numbers and you found out your coworkers were making six figures, they're like, that's what I'm going to do. I think that's when you know you've made it. Yeah. Also, since I'm taking a peek into your house, you have a boxing bag that's Ew. hanging from your ceiling in your kitchen. If that's not success, <laughs> what is? Yeah. I, and you should see the view. I have like, I got a corner unit and it's just like this incredible view. I'll, I'll just spin it oh, around a little bit for you. Yeah. You have a corner view. Everything's yeah. windows. And oh, it, yeah. It's just windows oh. everywhere. It's pretty and you dope. Have a plant inside. That is success. Apartment yeah. therapy would say that you, you're winning, <laughs> you're owning it. And every day I wake up and I'm like, oh, I think I need it. Right. But, <laughs> like, so, this is it. And that's why I, I wrote the book because I wanted other people to, to be just as successful without having to hit as many roadblocks and, and speed bumps that I did. So I was like, hey, let's let's just jot it down. Let's put it on paper. And so I wrote down a few things. And next and two years later, I have a book. A whole book. book that real people are reading. Yeah. And I will just say that it's a collection of essays mm -hmm. with too many crossed out, a few expletives, which I loved, to help <laughs> navigate life, finance, and labor. Yeah. So to be clear, mm -hmm. you are not only a powerful queen, as you state in the book, <laughs> but also a technical female yeah. Yeah. in a male-dominated field kept going up and up. Absolutely. I have been the... I'm a minority female in a, like you said, a male dominated field where currently I am a cloud architect, which for some people that is a imaginary <laughs> job, like a cloud architect. It just sounds like I'm just building up clouds to make 
something. I mean, that's, that's basically what you're doing, right? Because I, so for a while I had to work with people mm-hmm. in the cloud and uh, as we talk about the cloud, you can hear my little cloud <laughs> going in the background trying to invade this yeah. discussion. Um, people would be like, so where is the cloud? I was the like, cloud. Mm-hmm. It's just there. You're cloud. in the cloud. Yeah. And you could get away with making up so much about the cloud. So much. Yeah, and you'd be like, oh, it's in like the the S29 bucket. You didn't yeah. get it. <laughs> Like that's yeah, that's exactly where it is. Actually, <laughs> um, I'm glad that you brought up the S29 bucket. It's it's highly classified, but, right, I, but whatever. Classified. <laughs> it's a need to know basis. It's a need to know. Do you have a clearance? Yeah, there's a bunch <laughs> of listeners that are like, "This is nerd talk," which is good because in your book you also talk a lot about being. Nerd. I do. I am a certified nerd, and I'm, I have my certification yeah. from Amazon. You took, <laughs> you did all the problems in the differential equation textbook because your college professor said that's how you needed to get an A. And yeah. you- I did. I did. I had. I was failing the class, and he just said. I, I was like, I can't drop this class because I'm a math major. What do I look like dropping a math class? And he said, well, if you did every problem in, in every section that we do, then maybe you'll pass. And so I took that very literally, <laughs> every problem. And so I have the book to this day because I've done every problem in the book. I mean, that, that's like a trophy right there. I was going over with my husband that this resonated with me because I had a remote sensing professor. Mm-hmm. who would ding you on stapling in the wrong corner. And then uh-huh. like, you got like the two inch margins wrong. Yeah. And, so, and then it went downhill from when you actually got problems on. And he would take problems yeah. from the captions on oh, the wow. pictures. In the oh, textbook. wow. And so when you said differential equations and those tests were uh, like, those were the test questions that you went through. I was yeah. like, yeah, I read every stupid caption. Because you never knew. You never knew what was going to be on a test, how they were going to grade you. They grade you differently because of who you were in the class. And it's just, it was just anxiety all the time, (laughs) all the time. But And then to add to that, you joined a sorority because you're like, this needs to be on my bucket list. This is important. I'm just going to go ahead and, I mean, life isn't hard enough. Let me just tack on pledging and having to have late nights and early mornings. So let me just go ahead and tack that on. But in the end, it ended up being one of the best decisions ever. But during that time, if I didn't have the people that I had around me, I would still be in school. (laughs) I chose, I chose not that hard route. I also chose the cheaper route. Uh, I joined a women's fraternity for music. Oh, it's okay. one of those weird ones. Twenty-five dollars <laughs> a semester. Oh, and it was very like loose. There wasn't a real house. <laughs> like it was a closet with some instruments in it. Hey, I, like, oh, I could handle this. Like this is fine. I'll do this. Hey. And like no way. And but you reference in it how some of those friends are still your friends for life. And Correct. my my other friend Lisa T. We've been friends since we got initiated. We're like. We don't belong here. No. But this is fine. And that's how you meet people. Like when you were in school, you bet people because you joined crazy sororities or you just ended up in some bowling class somehow because you needed a PE credit. Yeah. So now you're you're bonded for life. But now as an adult, it's just so hard to find friends. And like the way that we met, oh my goodness, like I just showed up at your wedding. (laughs) I just showed up. And I said, and the first thing I said to you was, hi, you don't know me, but this is a lovely wedding. 
And I was like, you should be here and you should totally have some wine. It is one of the best weddings I've been to. Like who has a barbecue, like a whole, like a legit, the the smoker and everything at their wedding. Big muck. That guy was amazing. I ate like mac and cheese for a week. It was so Oh, he let us like take it home. It was so nice. Good. It was it was phenomenal. I'm so thankful for you not like kicking me out of your wedding. But yeah, I mean, and now look, we're friends for life. And now, and now we're friends for life. And now you wrote a book, and I'm like, oh my god, of course I'm going to read it, Erica. It's so great. So other things that I I just want to say we have in common because mm-hmm. I encourage people to read the book because it as opposed to many of the self-help books like you referenced Cheryl Sandberg and I love yeah. that lady mm-hmm. but like we're probably not the same people me and Cheryl not even, yeah. <laughs> right but reading this I was like oh someone else loved their Honda Civic yes until it yes. died but not really like not really. We, right. we go forever but someone like ruined it for us like if I still had the Honda right now I I, I wanted to keep it so <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, it got, it got me through so many tough times. And I mean, it, the 99 Civic, the 99. Uh, <laughs> mine was like a 92. Cause it was for really? my dad. Like we traded down in the family oh, nice. you got your license. They're like, here's this thing that has cigarette butt burns in it. <laughs> Cause this is what you've earned. Yeah. And, and like, the, and the- the, the Civic was an upgrade for my first car, which was a train wreck where <laughs> Where I, the speedometer didn't work, I had post-it notes, and I told my my passengers to write down how fast that foot they were going. The radio wouldn't come on unless I hit the horn. The air, <laughs> the air conditioner fell out of the car one day. I was driving. I was like, was that in the street? And they was like, no. I was like, let's go get it. <laughs> yeah. My, I think on the Honda Civic, my windshield wipers flew off while it was raining oh, nice. on the highway, and I was like, oh, you just stick your head out the window. That's yeah. How, how we'll get there. It's fine. I bet. I bet this is legal. <laughs> I bet this is legal. It'll be right. fine. We'll be fine. We'll get there. <laughs> and then you have a whole chapter on self help, which, as ladies mm-hmm. of leisure, we are big fans of self help, right. and you go through them. One, we had massages as adults. Did yes. do people do people get it before adults? Who are these weirdos that are getting mm-hmm. massages in high school? Gymnasts. Yeah. I, I think that they're the same people that have like this money that we've never <laughs> had. Like, we're not in the same classes at all. No, like, I don't go to the same school with you. Yeah. As an adult, I do massages at, and it's phenomenal. I, if you've ever had like the four hands, like where it's two people. Yes. Mine blow. <laughs> I, I spent money. To go to the national MGM. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And these two beautiful people. Of course, they're like, "Hello, we're gonna be your masseuses." I was like, "Oh my god, this is how it happens." Yes, <laughs> and yes. it was mind blowing. My 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 massages. They all started with a Groupon, and yep. <laughs> <laughs> they all started with a Groupon and whatever I could get. Because, I got uh, I got the massage cool. envy like special uh, where they're like if you bring a friend it's, yes. I was like oh I'm gonna bring a friend yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know them before but it's always a deal you have to wherever you can save a dollar make it happen you yeah same experience <laughs> now have you gone to Spa World no okay tell it's me a more magical place Akisha won't go because it's naked people oh uh, oh my goodness I mean so. But 
but me and my mentor have gone and uh-huh. we're now naked sure. friends. And you said in part of the book that you have dots and circles and uh-huh. they're your mentors. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Cause like I have the mentors, they're in the buckets. And so my mentor that I've had for like 12 years mm-hmm. is now, in, she made naked friend list, which oh. a naked friend is someone that you are willing to be naked in front of. Yeah, but it's not weird. It's not weird. It's just like, hey, I need to be naked right now. Are you cool with this? Right. So in Centerville, there's a Korean spa called Mm -hmm. Spa World. And the water part is naked. And the towels they give you are like two washcloths put together. So it's meant to like clean as you walk, not to cover anything. Oh, okay. So they want you to be naked. They, they're like, if you're wearing clothes, it's weird. The only people who are wearing clothes are the masseuses okay. who are doing the scrubbing over on the side that you can watch people like cattle getting scrubbed down off to oh, the cool. side. Okay. And they're wearing this black lingerie and yeah. they are like these giant. I am into all of this. Okay. Um, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so it's Groupon. And that's what I remembered. Groupon. Gr- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they're functioning during COVID, but it's water. So yeah. I think actually it might be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Up. Get the Groupon. And I love that the Groupon says you have to leave after 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stay. Sorry. <laughs> but then I talked to one of my coworkers. She's like, oh, when my Korean uncle comes to town, he stays there. Because oh, they have that's where he lives. Yeah, they have a sleeping area that you can sleep oh. in that. They have the hot rooms and the cold rooms. Oh. They have like a restaurant. They have bubble tea oh. area. So it's like a whole experience. It, it sounds I, like one. Yeah, I've gone for like max four hours because then I'm just like drained. You're yeah, like, water it sounds like it would be, but yeah. I'm into so it. Yeah, bring, it, bring a friend. And like, it's one of those things where you see all body types and you're like, oh, this is fine. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. If you look like that and I, I can look like this. Right. Fine. It's, it's fine. Yes. So highly recommend it. But yeah, when you were going over the ways to treat yourself, you mm-hmm. also said coloring books. Oh yeah. Yep. Definitely get a coloring book. Sometimes I, I got a coloring book. I'll sit in a coffee shop and I'm just coloring in a way. Yeah. I'm a big doodler too. Like if yeah. I'm in a super boring meeting and they're going over their S29 buckets, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to draw everyone's face here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gotten so bad where like people lean over and they're like, that that's not what we're we're that's doing. doing I'm draw your face now. Watch and that. I'm the same way. I'll doodle and I can tell you exactly what the meeting was about. That's right. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> so I drew this because he said that the S29 bucket was going to go into hyperloop. So yeah. <laughs> it's its own do loop and it's got to be automated by the yeah, here's the architecty people. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Hey, out of my notes. <laughs> so, what yeah. were some of the favorite parts of this book that you liked? For me, one of my favorite part, one of my favorite lines in the book or parts is when I mentioned that the guy that I was sleeping with didn't know anything about periods, and he wanted me to like talk about it. Like I had explained to him what my app was. And I was like, I hope I don't get pregnant. Let me put on two condoms so I don't get pregnant by this idiot. I love that footnote you put in there. Yeah. Like let's, let's, let's double this up. Also he's in his thirties. 30s. 
and yeah. don't know anything about a period and not understanding. Like he's one of those guys that he hears the word period. He just knows she's going to be angry and I can't have sex with her. Nothing else. And so when- now I just make sure that I, I talk to all guys like I talk to females about periods. I'm on my period and I need to go and get some tampons. I'm, I'm having a heavy flow today. <laughs> yes. I liked, so I went and asked my husband, I was like, I have so many questions after this chapter because now I'm questioning, do you actually know? Yeah. We've lived together for a while. Do you understand when I go in there? What does that happen? And so you, I had the question of like, how many days do you think my period lasts? And he was like, I don't. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> no, no clue. Just no yeah. clue. Yeah. And then he's like, wait, so it happens like every 21 days it shows up. I'm like, that's right. Like oh, shows up and it chills out for like a week. So it's yeah. basically like yeah. happening all the time. Yeah. I was like, and no two are the same. No, no. Yeah. I have a friend who's just out of commission for a week. Yeah. Like just down for the count. And I'm kind of like, la, 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 la. Like, oh yeah, I'm still on. And it's only like three days or four days for me, but for her, it's like a week. And I'm like, I can live that life. Right. No, it's terrible. Mine's like eight days. When you said eight days, I was like, oh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Um, I also liked that you put in, these are things that are normal. Normal. Across the board. The first one was something I only just figured out in the past couple of years, which was pooping. Period poop. Terrible thing. Period <laughs> poops. Yes. Yes. And one of those things because you, you, I mean, you don't want to talk about pooping with people, but I mean, also- I do. I'm kind of known for my poop stories. So like, I'm surprised <laughs> it took me this long to figure this out. I'm embarrassed. That most life. females don't talk to their other female friends about, but it's like, Hey, I poop a lot. It's poop season. Now I'm pooping. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I brought that up with my husband. I was like, do you know that I, I get the poop periods? He's like, I, I is it that, like bloody poop? I was like, no, it's just like <laughs> that is a problem. You right? <laughs> I was like, no, that's weird. But like bleeding for eight days is fine. That's normal. <laughs> right. So yeah, I only figured out because I was reading a comic, okay. and it was a female uh, comic who was like, "This is my art," and she's like, "I call it period poop," and it was like this abstract canvas, and I was like. <laughs> Oh, this must be a joke. Oh, do we all have this? Oh, it's not just me. So I thought it was excellent that you put that in there. Also, you expanded and went through PMS and Mm -hmm. to describe like, it's not your fault when you cry for no reason. No reason. it's, it's, It's quite annoying because it's like, I know that I shouldn't be reacting this way, but it's like, okay, let me just sit in this and let this happen and know that the reaction that you're having is just, it's irrational, but you can't stop yourself and it's okay. It's okay. And a lot of us, we like to beat ourselves up because of it, but, and we'll have other people that will attack us because we're, we're getting emotional, but it's not your fault. Cause yeah, you said like you had two guys at the same time say, calm down. And you were like, I'm about to lose it. Oh, I was like, I it only takes one person to say, are you PMSing? And even if I am not okay. And you brought that up in the book. It's not okay to say that. Don't, don't ever tell a woman to calm down just for whatever reason. I don't care if she does need to calm down. Don't do it. Yeah. There don't. was one time my husband told me that and what? I blacked out for five minutes. I was saying horrible things. Or no, he didn't say calm down. I was like, don't you think you're overreacting? I was like, oh, you're about to see oh. overreacting. Oh. 
Yeah, oh. it hadn't happened for a while, but it's going to scare the pants off you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see that he's still alive, but that, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think you understand this mm-hmm. well of rage. <laughs> right. And it's, and I think what a lot of people, a lot of men don't realize is that you, you don't PMS when you're on your period all the time. It's like, it's sometime in the, the vicinity of it or something like that. So they're like, oh, you're on your period. So that means that you're PMS. No, they're not the same thing. And it took me a while to realize that because I like during my period, it wasn't emotional. It was just like all the physical stuff. And I was like, oh, PMS is not the same time because I would get my period and be like, oh, this is why. I almost tore someone's face off two days ago. Okay. All right. It makes sense. Yeah. And like, I remember someone told me at one point, they're like, what? It was a dude. Uh, Not that it should surprise you, but they were like, you can control your food cravings. I was like, oh, no, I cannot. No. I mean, if there's not chocolate in the world, I'm sure I could survive. But like, if there's chocolate in the vicinity, it goes in my face. In my face. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let it have peanut butter as well. Chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, I'm a period. It's yeah. Happy. Oh, Reese's Pieces chocolate ice cream is the best. Oh, okay. Correct. Right. <laughs> now I just want some just because. Just now. because. I, it, it might not be that I just bought it yesterday. <laughs> That's what's stuck in my brain. <laughs> I also love that mm-hmm. you came up with a term I've never heard before. Yonce. <laughs> <laughs> And it came out of the chapter that was, you need to calm down and not do all the things, which, you know, is a theme in many of the self-help books. So like women can't do it all, but like, there's usually never like, and this is the action you should take. Yeah. Yours was Beyonce took a year off. Beyonce took a year off. If, if Beyonce, Beyonce needs to take a year, off, a year yeah. you definitely need one too. <laughs> like take some time for yourself. Calm down. You don't need to do everything. And so uh, I think if you, Sometimes we have to put it in perspective of somebody else in order for us to actually take our own advice or take advice like that where, hey, if Beyonce needed a year off and Beyonce is one of the most hardworking women on the I watched her homecoming. I was like, I don't know that me and Beyonce would be friends because she would have kicked me off her team for being a slacker. Absolutely not. (laughs) Because the, the concert was like a smooth two and a half hours. And I was like, you are moving. The, the whole time. And like she let her her people, the, the performers, like kind of take breaks every once in a while. But she was on stage the whole time. And I, I couldn't be a tuba player in her band. I would have been like, I need to sit down. I can't be dancing. I want a nap. <laughs> My knees hurt. <laughs> and she's just up there just trucking through doing right. amazing things and this is and it's like this is not her first rodeo like she's done this yeah so, but she's um, like i can't f up coachella because i'm the first one that they asked to come right right so, so let me, and you uh, said that you also say that in your book you're like not only do i have the pressure of being a lady and in a male dominated field but right. also if i f this up right i then make it so that someone's like we can't hire another angry Correct. And, 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 and it's the pressure of you, you have to make sure that as a woman, you're not overreacting. Well, as a minority, I'm not doing something that is going to make everybody else look bad. And I have to also make sure that I am a good engineer. And it's, it's so many different hats that you have to put on. And 
And going into an engineering field or into the professional world, nobody ever tells you that you're going to experience these things. You are going to run into somebody who looks at you, sees a woman and thinks she's an idiot or sees or just the experience of being a minority in a sea of other people that you that don't look like you. And it's it's very intimidating and having to work through that. And nobody ever tells you you're going to be in this situation. Brace yourself. <laughs> we had a, a posse at work that we called the posse of power. Ooh. And Akeisha was one of them. And, and so it was my mentor, Yvette and Melvin, these other like amazing people. But half of the conversation would be like, what the F is wrong with our management or these people or, and you had a quote from Mindy that I had not heard from her show, right? Where it was, I want to be as confident as a white mediocre or a a, a A mediocre white man. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I was like, oh, and that was like a bulk of our conversations. We're like, did Mm -hmm. you see this person? Did you see this person just like walk in there? My favorite was the one that like farted in a, at Akisha's desk while she's giving him a desk. Oh, oh. yeah, she just kicked him out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like you can go. That's, That's not okay. It's not okay, and it's just like the confidence of a mediocre white man who just walks into a room, thinks that they own the room, thinks that they can start like delegating and whatnot, and it kind of takes them aback once you you come in as a female and say, "No, I'm not having this. No, I'm not going to let you talk over me," or I'll just call people out. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> my, my that is amazing at that now she's a boss lady she's like oh. i'm sorry what did you just say <laughs> oh. yeah excuse me or i liked yours where it was the double blank oh the double blank the double blank is good i like that one i do default to like just smiling i'm like that's that's a thing that's. yeah or like- or i try to say like it as a joke because i whenever anything gets awkward i always like default to humor mm-hmm. i'm like oh that's not real <laughs> and like people don't really know what to say when you say that. They're like, no, no, it is real. I'm like, is it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I am honest to a fault, which is probably <laughs> a bad thing because I'm in charge of humans and I am very blunt and and I like to and I know that I am, so I like to brace people. I say I'm very blunt. If I if I offend you in any way, please let me know. I don't mean to. It's just the way that I come off. And so I was just like, no, no, that was stupid. Why did you do that? <laughs> I loved your story about Kevin and John who are, the, their names have been changed. So Kevin was Kevin. someone who couldn't do the job, but thought he could. You pushed back and said, I think you're going to need help. Here's why this is a learning curve. It's tough. All of us would have had this problem. And then he started yelling in your face in front of the team. Yes. Yes. That was that had taken me aback, and I was just like, "Okay, well, you just go ahead and you know you go ahead and do it." And and then I, I left the room immediately because I wanted to <laughs> yeah and, and act a certain way that it was not professional. And so another coworker kind of came out with me to kind of calm me down because they saw the rage in my face. But of course, I had to keep it professional, unlike him. And he just ended up being just not a good employee the entire time. He was just, just constantly, it was an issue and it wasn't just with me. He just couldn't work with people. And it was just very clear that after 
I told him to do something. He had an issue with me, a female, telling him what to do. And he would just go to every male on the team because I'm the only female in the room. And he would go to everybody else and everybody would say, Erica knows. And he would just say, well, I'm going to just go back to my desk. Right. Well, that's not an option. I burned that bridge. (laughs) I'm not doing that. (laughs) The section about mentors that you brought up. I love that you call them coinky dink mentors. Because I feel like I've had a bunch of people ask me this question, which Mm -hmm. is, how do you find a mentor? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you don't like it's don't go to that speed mentoring network event. That's dumb. Yeah. Terrible. The people who show up are not good mentors. They're the ones that just want to stay. They put, they put it on their resume and they they walk out, but you have like these, one was the sorority sister, right? And then yeah. another one, and you put them in piles where you're like, well, this right. completely sucks at finances, but they're great at this. Take their advice for that. Correct. Yeah. You want to make sure you have a good mix of people, but those mentors, they, they happen naturally. And it's, it's more of, Hey, I like the way that you do X, Y, and Z. And I'm just going to just hang out with you and then learn from you and ask you questions and things like that, as opposed to forcing a relationship to happen. They, they just kind of magically happen because you you have the same drive you have the same uh, things that in goals you know and so I also I keep different categories or like collections of people in the sense of if I want to know about finance I'm not going to go to the girl that told me to get you know to get handcuffs for my bid in order to get you know like (laughs) I'll go to her for things like that but I won't go maybe she's not the best at finances right (laughs) Okay, but if she she's one of those people that likes to like travel the world and and see everything, maybe she has money, but maybe she lives on somebody's couch. So it's like pick and choose what information you want to get from people. Yeah, because not everybody's good at everything. Uh, no, and I think that was really great to point out in your book where you were like, hey, some of these people are great. But they're not always great. Like you can't keep people on a pedestal. They're going to suck sometimes. So you like brought up friends. There was a whole section on friends. Uh, You may have stole it from Tyler Perry, which you say you're not a big fan of the movies, but you had a whole quote in there about him because that was solid. Friends come for a season or a lifetime and it's fine. You can let them go. And that resonated with me because I, two years ago, one of my friends just dropped off with face of the earth. Okay like ghosting type style. And I was like, what happened? Was it me? Right. Like yeah. what happened? It, it, it just let it it's go. One of those things where it's like you, when something like that happens, you want to, you want to blame yourself, but sometimes it's just, Hey, they were in your life for a certain reason, season or a lifetime. And, and sometimes it's just a reason. And what I like to do is figure out what that reason was. What did they teach me? What did I learn from them? And maybe it's a season. And it, it's just like, we had fun during this time. They made my life this much better. If I didn't have this person in my life, I wouldn't have been able to get through this portion of my life. And so maybe that's why they were in your life. But then sometimes you have those people that are like, they're not going anywhere. They're there forever. They're, they're the roots, right? They're not those loser leaves that just blow away. Oh, yeah. They're there for a lifetime. And, and it's, and you won't have many of those. And that's what I think we get confused and sad about because we want everyone to be a lifetime friend. And, and like Facebook convinces us that we are friends. We're like, yeah. I saw your update. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what you had for dinner last night. We right. we're besties for life. <laughs> right, but those those lifetime friends are the people that not necessarily have to talk to every day, but you you can pick up the phone ten like months later and just say, "Hey, what's going on? How are you?" And no one's upset that you haven't spoken in ten months. So. Right, right. It's perfect. The other things in there that. Mm-hmm. I actually read a couple times because my my brain doesn't compute finances at mm-hmm. all. And mm-hmm. I've just fallen butt backwards into finding a financial advisor because we, uh, my first job was right next to Ameriprise so they would have free sushi lunches. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, free sushi lunches. And then they're like, do you want me to be an advisor? And I was like 22. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Seems like a thing to me. It's adulting, right? But if I didn't have that dude who's still my advisor today, and he could have ripped me off, I don't know. But I don't make enough money. But in the book, <laughs> Rihanna like found out her. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, that, it, it's crazy. So I was I hated finances. I hated like having to know about it and how to manage my money and all of that stuff. But I didn't have anybody else to do it. I, I was broke. I, who's going to do this. So I had to figure it out myself. And especially because I, I like to let people know, because like I said, I'm semi-successful and, and people see what I have. And of course we're in this age where people just think that they can have instant success and that you don't go through a journey of like struggle. We all have these struggle periods. And so I like to let people know I had a struggle period. Like I had to build this and I was, I had a, four or 500 credit score. I had credit card debt. I had all of these things. And, and me going through years of trying to clean that up helped me to better manage my money. And then I had to learn, I had to learn about finances. I had to actually look at my money, look at budgets and stuff like that. And then understand taxes and all of these things that no one told me about and having to, what is investing? Like, what does that look like? Right. You brought up in a very easy to read. I think that's crucial because usually when I start to like read something, I was like, no, I'm against stacks or like different types of loans. But I don't know anyone that got out of school without some kind of loan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Or, and like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known any of that. And there was even a, a class that I took called life skills. Okay. My parents had to pay extra for it in college, but they're like, our kid's a dum-dum. She should take this after <laughs> thing. And they tried to teach about banking, checking versus savings. Okay. Like, things that I was like, those are different. <laughs> <laughs> but as a college student, I felt like I didn't even understand then. And I was like in the class, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. Right. And then they give it to you in a way where it's like, I don't want to know this information. Right. Like, can you have dancing hamsters when you present this so I can pay attention? Right. And because I'm such a nerd and I I love numbers, but I also was a high school geometry teacher. So I had to learn how to, quote unquote, dumb things down, right? (laughs) Where it's like the concept is easy to me, but I know I need to make it a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more easy to digest for somebody else because not everybody likes numbers as much as I do. 
And you even go over taxes and withholding. And I was like, oh, that's what that means. As a 37-year-old, I'm reading that being like, oh, is that why I get a big refund every year? Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Uh, like, obviously, I have the luxury of not worrying about that. Yeah. But if that was like the case, and then I owed taxes. Yeah. I would be like, oh, this is my life is falling apart. And you, you have very specific steps that you can take to... Mm-hmm get out of some of these issues or options, which I think is amazing because sometimes you read those books, Mm -hmm. girl, wash your face, or I'm trying to think of any of the other crazy ones where I was like, oh yeah, you're you're like, oh, Brene Brown, anything Brene Brown, right? Uh That lady, yeah. But yeah, they give you like just, hey, you shouldn't be in this situation. All right, cool. Figure that part out already. Right. What do I and, I, and I almost don't, because you brought up something where it's like, how do you get to be that successful? If you don't show that you had to struggle, I don't believe you. Yes. And was it the first part of your book where you were talking about Whitney Houston's hair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> where you were trying to get your hair to be like Whitney Houston finally yeah. sounded like it's a wig. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, that would be like when I was trying to get my hair like pencil straight <laughs> and, and they were like, oh, you have to actually use something for it. You don't just. Nobody tells it. you things and you just assume, oh, it's supposed to be like, what am I doing wrong? Right. Doing? right. So yeah, you show like, hey, this is what you can do. Also, you brought up a couple of your jobs. My favorite job that you brought up in the book, which you said it's a lie, was nuclear engineer. And there's a, there's a chapter in the book about titles. Do you want to go over that? Yes. So I've had a few titles in my career up until now. And so my first title, I like to say I was a professional student because I just wanted to just be in school forever because it was just an easy way of life. That's all I knew. And so I ended up getting three degrees because I just wanted to stay in school. But no one's paying for that. (laughs) No one's weird. You're so good at that. So then I became a high school geometry teacher. And then from there, because being a teacher was a lot, we can have a whole new podcast about me being a teacher. There was a, there was a fire. I had a student that kept calling me baby love. I was involved in the school shooting. It was a lot. So I I would love to hear more about that because I think, and I obviously will have you back on for that one because you, you didn't talk about that aspect in this book. But I was like, there are probably so many life lessons because I'm reading a book now called What Doesn't Kill You Make You Makes You Blacker. Oh, okay. I haven't and it's an essay style book, but uh-huh. it's a guy who also has a very easy way of reading as opposed to some other books where you're like, I yeah. think you're yelling at me. This one, it it's a mix of humor, reality, awkward. Yeah, um, he, yeah it's super good. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, I was a nuclear engineer and it, it just was fake. All I did was make spreadsheets, <laughs> but it was like for a nuclear device or whatever, but it was just making spreadsheets. And I love this because I took my job with the government mm-hmm. because they were like, so you can either get a job as an analyst or as an imagery scientist. And I was like, oh, well, scientist sounds like yeah. way more important. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I'll take that scientist thing. And I noticed when people would hear scientists, they're like, oh, oh, do you you have a PhD? I was like, um, I went just for the master's route. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
you you can learn how to finesse it. You're just like feel so free to call me Master Coochie. That's fine. <laughs> you don't have to call me Doctor. It's fine. Now I I've met so many people that have these BS titles. Favorite is I've been doing a lot of career fairs lately mm-hmm. where people put all kinds of crap on their resume. Oh, yeah. Favorite oh. is thought leader. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I had a lady. So, uh, and I could tell she must have read so many boss lady books. Cause she, she did a power move. She was like, um, I'm looking for the leadership positions at your agency and I'm not seeing them on the webpage. I was like, we didn't say director of all the things. Awesome. I was like, yeah, we're mostly hiring these P bands. So that's what you're looking for. She's like, great, great. So have you looked at my resume? So her name was like super size, but right underneath it, slightly smaller, like romance novel style yeah. was thought leader and yeah. motivational. Yes. Yes. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Because in her mind, this is going to blow them away. And like her power move at the end was when I was like, okay, you could look at this position or this position. Yeah. He was like, yeah. Is there anything I can do for you? And that was my reaction. I'm like in my house <laughs> laughing because it's a virtual career fair. I, was like, I mean, I have so many things I need. Like, could you send out eight emails that I'm behind on? <laughs> like, still have my spreadsheet. My timesheet hasn't been done in like three weeks. Please. So, There's so oh, many things. That yeah. You- but I was like, I wonder if I started offering that at the end of every meeting I went to. What can I do for you? People are probably going to take me up on nothing. And I, but I seem awesome, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Thought leader. Yeah. Thought leader. Or I'm, the other one was business guru. I got business guru. Recently. Oh, wow. We have someone at my job who on their business card, he has problem solver. Oh, <laughs> that, that. Right. So I did read someone's resume and I, I think I said this on a recent podcast, but it was, Monkey butt pro at gmail.com was his email. Yes. Oh, by the way, I did tell him, did you know that's on your resume? And he's like, yes. <laughs> like I was the idiot. Like of course. And then, this is my email address. As a skill, he put printer troubleshooter. I here. wanted to hire him based on that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know how to fix the printer when there's a jam. And honestly, that's a skill not everyone has. Not everybody. No one yeah. wants to actually attack the printer. And so yeah. <laughs> there's so many times where I'm just like, where did this go? Where is this job? Where- Get them in here. Get them now. Get <laughs> in here. Oh, but going back to your school, I would love to hear about that because the guy in his book talked about all the life lessons he learned, but a lot of it was tied to how students treat you. Oh yeah. And then treating when you have a, like a different job with mostly adults mm-hmm. using those life lessons, use the same thing, same things, you have to use the same lessons. Like, okay. All right, class. Let's <laughs> do. We all have our listen. One, two, three. Can you hear me? <laughs> like, and I use my olive garden like experience. Where I was like, are you, are you hangry? Could you leave the room? I know you're too hungry right now to hear the words. So just leave, just leave. It's not, no one's one's doing good here. Yeah. Or like distract like with other, like, you know, happy, soft. You probably have your teacher voice. I have my like host voice. 
yeah. was like, no, welcome. Welcome yeah. to the meeting. How can we make this less painful for you? Do you need, do you need a bikini in your face? You need a bikini. When I was a teacher, whenever I wanted to get their attention, I just got softer and softer with my speech where they couldn't hear. So they had to get quiet in order. So I'm like, so today, and I would just continue teaching. Today, what we'll do is do this and this and this. And they're like, what? What? Be quiet. We can't hear. <laughs> and that, I that is a pro repeat. teacher. I, yeah. I refuse to repeat anything. I was like, I'm not repeating it. I said it already. I had... Now I, I know he just probably was always on edge. A band teacher oh, who he would either just stand there mm-hmm. with fury on his face, but yeah. silent. <laughs> and like, you would like nudge your friends, like be quiet. He, his guy's angry face on, or he would throw the baton and walk oh. out. So speaking of band teachers, one of the lines in the book actually came from a a band teacher who would do that, throw the baton at you. He would say, what in the fat baby's ankle? He would say, (laughs) yes, that was my favorite line. I was like, I just, this is like, Akisha was like, have you read the book? I was like, I've read what the fat baby ankle, because that's coming into my repertoire now. (laughs) What's the fat baby ankle? He was like, what the fat baby ankle are you doing? (laughs) Like, did you just say fat baby's ankle? I totally what? used it in a meeting this week where yeah. they were like, are we going to start using chat surfer? I was like, what the fat baby ankle is chat what surfer? Do we have enough chat crap here? Like, is this real? Is this real? Yep. Yep. And it definitely throws people off because they're it, like, yeah, it, that wasn't a swear word. No, no. But now I'm confused and now I have to be quiet and pay attention. Because yeah, and babies you know, have fat ankles. Right. It's not insulting. No, I'm not a baby. So, or am I? Is she calling me a baby? <laughs> and then the last part of the book, mm-hmm. I think, is super good because one, you talk about just dealing with, and this came up a little bit when like the Me Too movement and Women's March came up, but some people were like, hey, listen, it's mostly white ladies in this group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you bring up like you've tried. So one, you point out that as the only black female in the mm-hmm. office, you would get double dinged because they're like, oh, you're a lady yeah. and you're black. You yeah. can be the African-American diversity captain. Yeah. Yes. And it's like any questions that you have, you'll just come to me and you'll ask those questions. And either I'm not supposed to be offended or it's like I now have to speak for on behalf of all black females or females or black people. And I'm just like, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't have all the answers. I didn't take that class. I I was I was at <laughs> I was at Dairy Queen when they, they had that meeting. I'm sorry. I didn't go to the black people meeting. <laughs> I don't know that. And it points out a good thing because like I was sitting there thinking there are we have a lot of panels for hiring Mm -hmm. and the rule is you have to have one lady, Mm -hmm. one minority and one over 40. That's a new one. Okay, It gets awkward when you're like, how old would you say? (laughs) Or were like tape decks a thing when you were a kid? (laughs) Right. Do you know what a is how old were you when like star wars episode four came out what was the first star wars that you (laughs) (laughs) so but i noticed that we have a list Mm -hmm. of 
minority females that we abuse on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. We're like, ding, ding, they're the winners. And that adds so much extra stuff that they got to do to their life because they feel probably obligated. Like, yeah, all right, fine. I'll do this because I'm like the only one. But I also have a real job that like mediocre white guy over there doesn't have to do. Correct. And and it's like, you do want to show, you know, show up for, you know, your, your, your sex or your, your race. But then it's like, if they feel like you are a great voice, they're going to always ping you. And then it's just like, well, I still have to do my day job. Right. And, and I also don't have all the answers to everything. And it's, it's interesting that I'm actually saying this because I'm, I am the, the unity committee (laughs) chair for my job. Of course you are, because you're probably the only one, right? And so it's, it's, I guess maybe one of the people that asked to be the chair was the mediocre white guy. And, (laughs) and I was like, if there's no one else, just no one that possibly can do this, then sign me up. And so, and they did. And I mean, it's been cool so far and I, and it's stressful, obviously, but, but it's one of those things that you want to include everybody. You want to make sure that everybody has a voice, but you also don't want to over, you know, over commit someone or over burden someone because they're the only minority or the only woman in the room or whomever. And so you attacking them with all those questions, it gets overwhelming, especially with, and to bring it a little bit political, but with the, the things that's going on, like with Breonna Taylor and um, yeah. George so it's like, when that was happening, of course, everybody is like coming to me and like, Erica, how are you? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just, this is a lot. Like, it, this is my normal. Like, I know about things like this. It's happened to me. It's happened to people in my family. I am used to this. You just heard about it. And so you coming to me, asking me these questions, and it's like, I'm trying to be at work right now. And while, yes, I know how some days you do have to take a mental day because it's a lot. And then having your coworkers and it's, it's, it's understandable that they, some people are just ignorant and they know that they are, and they want to learn. And it's that fine balance of, do I have to teach everybody or can I take my day? (laughs) I, I think there was an article about like why I don't talk about race with white people anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was because the lady was like, I'm tired. Like, I'm tired. Like here, here's a list of books to read. They've been there for a while. Go, just go. Yeah. Like, I, I can't handle yeah. it. Like I yeah. can't be your one point of contact. Anymore. I can't, I can't hear your sob story because you just heard about it today. And now you want to talk to some black person or some minority. Or yeah, you want to like check the box. Like, are we, is it so cool? Like, are we right. still cool? Yeah. yeah. Are we good? yeah. Are we, no, I, I can't be your voice for everything. You need to go and do your research yourself. I, I'm not going, there are YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's smarter people that smarter I would have YouTubed to have this conversation. Right. I, and if I'm the only black person or the only woman or the only whomever, you know, that, you know, there's a bigger problem. <laughs> yeah. There's you a- need to like broaden it. Now I had also seen that it was awkward to have those conversations because then they, like the people in the conversations would almost get defensive. Mm. Like, oh, well, you're not my only black friend. 
this is why, or like, this is how, and it's like, okay, well, I didn't even ask to have this conversation and now you're making me awkward. I don't want to be here and now (laughs) this is happening. And now I I have just been introduced to a situation that I didn't ask for. So just, you know, have, and I, like you said, in the book, I I touch on it where it's like, make sure that you're not making that person your diversity captain, where you're going to them, asking them every single question. And it's like, oh, we're cool now. Let me ask you how you do your hair. Yeah, you put that in there where you were like, Oh, you're the one of the cool ones. And yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> also, I didn't know this was a thing until I was hanging out with the Posse of Power where people just touch your hair. Oh. But you mentioned God. the book, and I remembered having that conversation being like, it would never occur to me that people would ever be okay touching other people's hair. Like I it doesn't even make sense to me. I can't. I can't imagine just reaching out for your hair right now. Like people just come and t- like, you see the hand come in. You're like, <laughs> when like Akisha and like my friends would tell me, they're like, oh yeah, people just reach out. Okay. I'm like, wait, what? Yes. This is a thing? It's, it's very much a thing. And it's like, they'll, they'll, they're complimenting as they're reaching for your hair and it's insane. And I'm just like, I don't know where your hands have been. Right. No, that's you're, you're touching another person who like you did, like you don't know. And like, I know there's five people in my office right now that don't wash their hands after they come out of the bathroom. So you better not be one of those people. Correct. Or even if you, you shake that person's hand and then you try to touch. And it's just like, why are you touching my hair? My hair feels like your hair. I don't know. It feels like hair. It's so yeah. we- it's very weird for me because it's like, it just feels like hair to me. And for somebody else that want to touch it, or I don't know, want more information about it. I'm just like, it's hair. It's- yeah. Okay. Also, like Chris Rock has a beautiful movie on it. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Watch that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I encourage people not to touch hair. And if somebody like starts doing a matrix on you because, <laughs> because you're trying to like touch their hair. Yeah. And then the other thing you followed up on that chapter, which I thought was excellent, was key ways to ask for a raise. Oh, yes. Yes. That was one of the things that I was afraid to do, but I knew my worth. I knew that I should be making more money, especially after talking to a guy who told me that he made six figures. And I was like, I don't. You even found out Kevin made more than you. And he was a big dojo. When I found out Kevin made more, (laughs) I was like, oh, this is just, just BS. Like people are just out here giving anybody anything. So once I learned that Kevin, who was lower than mediocre, was making more than me, I was like, oh, okay, definitely need to start asking for my worth. And so I did a discussion with a group of women and just kind of wanted to get a feel of what it was that was holding them back. What things didn't they, did they expect were going to happen when they asked for a raise? And a lot of them had like, oh, it's a sense of families and I don't want to mess that up. I don't want to destroy it, which is understandable. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's business. It's all business. It's like either you're going to get paid your worth or you're not. And having the balls to just kind of go and say, I deserve this. And this is why. If you don't have a reason why, then you don't, don't, don't ask for it because they're going to ask. 
why do you think that you need, which I obviously learned as you saw in the book. I, I, I did love how you had to go to the project manager and mm-hmm. he was like, oh yeah, go talk to Karen, which I was like, oh, Karen, Karen. Is- <laughs> <That's good." laughs> of all the names, Karen. Right? And then Karen grilled you. Like, why yeah. do you need raise? Why do you need this? Why? And it reminded me so much of the HR person from my first job, which was private industry, where I was excited to be making the amount of money because I was like, this is more than I've seen in my life. And then I found out that two of my coworkers who had had no projects, it was like almost exactly what you put in the book. You had more project experience. Yeah. Speaking to my grade more, my bonus was $300 before taxes. And theirs was 5,000. Get out of here. Oh my God. And like, not that degrees, because you have a chapter on like college versus not college. Yeah. And I really hope that my kids become electricians and plumbers because I need those. Yes, everyone does. Right. Everyone. So I was hoping that they go into that trade, but not that degrees mean anything, but I was like, I have a master's degree. Right. And you guys just got out of the military. Right. And it's, it's insane how you don't know your worth and you don't know until like you learn by way of somebody else that this is how much this person's making. And once you learn that, then it's kind of like, oh, okay, I am not asking for my worth and I'm not, I, I need to be shooting a little bit higher. And those numbers that you're asking for are going to sound crazy. Cause yeah. I remember when I first, even to this day, the numbers that I asked for, I think are insane. Yeah, you were asking for 35K over your current salary and they matched it. They were like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, oh, okay. And of course I did a happy dance because- Right, of course. Because you're like, do you understand that's life changing? Do you understand I was making 35K when I was a teacher? Like, and you just increased my salary to that much, which means that, Like I'm making, so it's just insane that I was terrified to do it. And it's just like, I know my worth. I know what I, I should be making, but, and and it's one of those things where it's like, it's going to feel weird every single time, but Hey, you won't know until you ask for it. You, nothing's guaranteed. So the last thing I want to touch on is you publish this through a publishing company how did you set up your own publishing company? This sounds crazy. It it, it is kind of crazy, but not so much. It's not so, it's, it's a lot. Right. <laughs> so I, like, I talk to friends all the time. We're like, I wish I could write a book. I need to send it to publishers. I've done the thing where I send it to publishers. And they're like, right. no, thank you. No, thank you. It, it's, it's a lot of work because I did it by myself, but it's not difficult to do because I started the company like two years ago, but I didn't make any money. I didn't make any profits for anything, but I wrote the book and then I sent it to an editor. I found my own ed- editor. It was a women's like writing conference that I just happened upon. And I found this female that I was like, I'm about this because let's support each other. Right. And so I sent my book to her. She edited it. And that's one of those things where you don't realize that you think you're the best person in the world, the best artist until somebody else looks at it. And then you're just like, oh. Um. Oh, I'm not, I'm not great. Did I tell you, did you read the part about differential equations? I did all the Did you see that? Did you see that part though? So it took me about a month to actually open the document just to see like somebody else critique my thing. And then I actually like 
and added the edits into it. And so then the company is just a company, just a, just go and get your business license. I think that that's easy because it's only like 50 bucks to go and get a business okay. license. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Then, <laughs> why not just get a company? And so then I found a distributor who would print my book and, and I just had to make the cover of the book and everything. So I made the cover. I designed it myself. Oh, and that's a good design. I, good job on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I designed the cover. I put everything together. It was, uh, it was just anxiety of like having the book printed and making sure that like the, you know, when, once you open a book, you just like, I know I'm a fine something wrong with this book the moment I open it. And I did, I found a typo the first time I opened the book. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> was you did. yeah, it wasn't very difficult. The, the distributor, he, well, they, they will print the book. I bought me a couple of cases of my own book so that I can sell it on my Square website. And that way, like if people want it signed, I can sign it. And then that same distributor, they send it to other like online sellers and whatnot. So like Amazon has it and, and I don't know, Walmart and things like that. So, so it's kind of cool. It's- you were selling at Walmart. That's like how you become famous. Like if you're selling at Walmart, that's like the general Q public who needs it. Right. Yeah, It's, it's really, it's kind of cool. I cried, which was, which is very off brand for me. <laughs> like one of those like happy cries, like, because right. it- it looks like a real book as opposed to like a a book that looks self-published where it's like all the pages are super white and then it looks like, you know, you just went down to Kinko's and kind of made your own little book. It is, it, it looks like I went to, you know, Barnes & Noble and bought a book and... Yeah, it's legit. It has the publishing, 30 Degrees Publishing. Yeah. And then I also liked that you put E. Veal. Yes. So I want to go and get my, my PhD simply because I want to be Dr. Evil. Oh my God. That would be amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I'm like, should I get an entire degree simply because I want to go by Dr. Evil? So I also want to go by Dr. Coochie and I have the same yeah. problem because I'm like, do I need a whole PhD? Can I, can I just... Can I just doctor fill it and just kind of... Yeah, can I do... Can we find... Let's find a diploma mill that will just give it to us. There's plenty of like government like funding things. So we'll we'll just diploma mill that. And that's what I've been trying to do. I'm like, I, I Google search easiest degree to get easiest PhD. <laughs> and so... It's not math. I'm going to tell you that right now. No. So, so, so... Yeah, I, I want, and I also want to start my own coffee company called Evil Coffee Company. Oh, like it, they just keep coming. And <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, I would love to keep my name, even though professionally I think I shouldn't, and make a line of the trashiest romance novels yes. ever. Yeah. And, and Lisa Cucci just publishes it. But I was like, you know what? Maybe I should go evil style and do the L Cucci and just hope that. People think it's my brother Luke who did it. Or something. <laughs> There's a couple of us like rolling around, and they're they're not like, "Are you the person that works for the government?" No, yeah. no. There's another evil. Yeah, that's why I went by <laughs> evil. No, that's not me. And I was wondering if you uh, did the evil, but now that I say it out loud, now I realize how great it is. I thought yeah. you did it maybe because how J.K. Rowling thought she would sell uh-huh. more if she didn't go by her first name. Mm. 
because like dudes yeah yeah do it all the time all and the time. it's fine no, I didn't I I no I just thought that my name was cool <laughs> no that, now that you say it I was like oh well that was dumb of course it's evil <laughs> and it's great yes <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we fixed that <laughs> not a problem well, this was fantastic. I appreciate the fact that you talked about this amazing book. What is the website where people can go to get it if they want it? They can go to shitnowwhat.ml and they can purchase it there. Or you can go on Amazon and purchase it as well. It's Shit Now What? Becoming a New Adult is the name of the entire book. But yeah, feel free. And you have an upcoming event that you're doing because people want to talk to you. So in November, November 6th, I am having a book discussion. There's a lot of people that's like hitting me up on Instagram, which you can also find me at shit.now.what. And they're, you know, asking questions and I'm like, oh, it's a lot of these questions. <laughs> so we're having a, a online discussion. So any questions that you have from the book and you want to actually find out the answer to, or you just want to tell me what your favorite part is, that's where you can do it. So you can go to shitnowwhat.ml slash discussion okay. and you can find it on Instagram as well. So that's shitnowwhat.ml slash discussion. And um, yeah, sign up. All right. Well, this is fantastic. So we end every episode just saying LOL out loud. So if you would like to join me, we can say LOL. And this was fantastic. Erica, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. This was great. This is right. fun. LOL.